Hello and welcome to another episode of In Off The Bar. Joining myself this week, my co-host Cam Chill. How you doing, Cam? Yeah, man, all good, all good. Um, Who have we got on today's show? We have the one and only Tim Butler. Tim How you doing, Tim? <laughs> yeah, you all right, boys? All good, mate. Yeah, How are you? all good, mate. Yeah, we're good, we're good. Plodding on. Hey, Nick, just before we start, we have to give a big shout out to the mighty Chowton Town on winning the League Two title this season Three. up the town. Yeah, what a weekend. Uh, looking forward to League One next season. Should Great be, weekend. Um, yeah. So, Tim, uh, Liverpool, uh, where do we start with this season? <laughs> um, how have you felt uh, this season has um, yeah. progressed? You mean regressed? I don't think. Yeah, I don't think progress is the, is the right word, mate, to be fair. No. Um, I mean, you can moan about injuries, can't you, all day long. Um, obviously, Van Dyke got injured in October, I think it was, mid-October. Yeah. And then Joe Gomez was shortly after November. And then, obviously, Henderson in February, but he had a couple at the start of the season as well. Yeah, um, injuries are certainly... Um... Have certainly taken its toll on the team, and I think Van Dijk has been the biggest miss because he's like, it's like two players, isn't he? Well, he's I don't so think good. he was, mate. I mean, he is. He's a big miss. But if you look at our results from October when he got injured, we were sort of doing all right because we were top at Christmas. Remember, mm. <laughs> only by three points, but we were top. <laughs> and normally, uh, yeah. when you're top at Christmas. You teams do tend to go on in the oh, league, yeah. but Liverpool, uh, they've had egg on their face this season. Well, it wasn't, yeah. I suppose Joe Gomez got injured, but we still had Matip then after Christmas. And we still had that Phillips. He's, I think he's done quite well this season, considering he's he's not that he's not that great, is he? He's quite slow. We've got two Van Dijk and Gomez are quite quick, aren't they, at the back? So you can sort of play the high line and cheat a bit whereas I think the high line has massively done us this season with two slower centre halves at the back yeah I've got to agree with that to be fair because you play so expansive with your full backs um, you are quite isolated at times at the back so I think for even when Fabinho yeah, sat, got... even when Fabinho sat in there a bit at times um, they've been susceptible to that ball over the top because he's pretty slow himself as well exactly yeah yeah, and obviously yeah. having Fabinho at the back, you've kind of lost that that quality in midfield. midfield as well. When he's he's played there, or when Henderson was was playing there as well, they've just been unlucky that you know the injuries came. I think I think we have to um, at the back, centre back. I think we also have to look at uh, the fact that also Mane and Firmino both had pretty poor seasons. Um, they've both hit a patch where they've not been scoring goals. I know Firmino's not scored loads for Liverpool, and he has been more of that link up player, but yeah, he's he's not scored enough for you guys. And I think also as well, Alisson, we've spoken about him in the past, Nick, haven't we? Being quality keeper that he is, but he's had a pretty uh, pretty poor season from his standards and he's gifted quite a few goals away. Um, that's quite important yeah. in itself. You know, you're reliant on Mo Salah and when he doesn't turn up, I guess, it's difficult then to find the goals from somewhere. Yeah, and Tim, yeah. we spoke about this before, haven't we, in terms of the backup for the front three. Obviously, Jota came in and has looked good, but obviously then he picked up an injury for a couple of months. 
you know, uh, those players for backup talk of a really I think where we've, where we've gone arm, wrong, we saw, I, I looked at the average age of our squad the other day and I think it's 27. Mm. If you look at other sort of top teams, they've got younger players already coming in. Look at Chelsea. Werner's not that old. Havertz isn't that old. Mount. Um, there's endless young yeah, players in that great team. Young players. I mean, even you, Arsenal, Saka. Um, is it Rowe, Smith Rowe? Yeah, yeah. It's, just a, it's just a shame yeah. the, um, the experienced players of uh, last time this season. <laughs> We've got to kind of add to that as well. That um, Yeah, as you say, those young players, they've kind of been put drawn the short straw a little bit where they've they've had to come in and fill in the gaps with injured injured players where like you know Man City have been able to bring these players in and give them you know time off the bench but you've not been able to do that have you this season because these players have come in you know you look at Jones who's come in he's a very good player but he's come in and he's had to fill the fill the boots of Henderson to an extent and those two at the back as well covering Gomez and uh, Van Dijk as well it's, it's been quite important well it's been quite quite bad for them I guess uh, that happening yeah, well, I was just going to move on to the next point of the age of the squad. I think when did we, we won the league, obviously, last year, won the Champions League before that. So we've had a couple good payouts two years in a row. And obviously the new Nike deal, which was obviously like 100 million or 110 million we got for that. So we've had a lot of, a lot of money pumped in, but we haven't really spent it, if you know what I mean. We haven't really invested in... No. Well, and also I would say the players that were brought in last summer, you know, Jota's been, has been good, but Thiago scored his first goal of the season at the weekend. Yeah. He hasn't really hit the heights of, of what maybe a lot of Liverpool fans were expecting this season. How would you rate his performances this season, Tim? Yeah. I've watched him a few times and I think he's got to play a bit higher. Um, Yeah, more than 10. Yeah, he's always played with Wijnaldum and Fabinho or Henderson or obviously Jones. So he's sort of, they've sort of given him that that sort of holding role. Yeah. Whereas I think if, for me, I'd have Fabinho sitting, Henderson just up and down and then Thiago just let him do what he does. Sort of give him that free roam role. But we haven't had the opportunity this season because of injuries to do that. So I'm hoping next season... Mm. That's what I'd like to see. I'm going to have to disagree with you there. I, I think he's a ball-playing midfielder, so I, I think he has to play deeper. Um, and I think Henderson is that as well. And to an extent, Wijnaldum is that as well. So you do have three very good ball-playing midfielders. Um, you know, are you playing all three of those or are you playing Fabinho in there as well? Yeah, I'd play Fabinho sitting, Henderson more as a box-to-box. And then I think we, we lack sort of creativity on the edge of mm. in the final third in the edge of, on the edge of the box and Thiago's yeah, class sense. at that yeah so hence yeah. why I just let him just let him go at the pitch let Henderson sort of do the yeah, dirty I work think and he, Fabinho I think do the in that Liverpool work. team he would be better as a, as a 10 because I think obviously with the German league you, you know he gets a bit more time on the ball for Bayern Munich he was playing a bit deeper you know, receiving the ball off the back four and then dictating the play. Whereas Liverpool play at a bit more of a higher tempo. Mm. And yeah, they've been unlucky with the injuries and not having a, a more balanced midfield. And I think that's kind of exposed Thiago a little bit because he's not 
He's not defensive-minded. He can't tackle. He's a bit like Scholes in that sense. Likes to get on the ball, spray the passes around. And he's got goals in him, but because he's obviously been playing so deep, he's not been as effective. And he's been, you know, he's been caught out a lot of the times defensively, especially against the better sides. Yeah, yeah, so, definitely. You know, next season when, you know, with Henderson back and Fabinho in there, and maybe a new midfielder to replace Wijnaldum, we might see the be best good. of uh, Thiago. Yeah, yeah hopefully. Just got as a Liverpool fan, sort of clean slate it for next season, sort of try and forget about this season. I'd like. Well, we we do that every year as Arsenal <laughs> fans, mate, and it's always yeah, a clean yeah. slate. How many clean slates? I'd can like you to have? see us get Seven, Champions yeah. League, but I don't think I don't think we're going to. I think we need to win all of our games now to sort yeah. of be in with a chance. Yeah, and then I saw something on today on, on social media that Juventus and Liverpool at the moment, as things stand, are going to be in the Europa League next season. Yeah, that's Crazy. right. Yeah. Crazy. It's mad to think, isn't it, after the last sort of few seasons. Both won the yeah, league. Liverpool, last year as well. Juventus have such great sides in Champions League. Tim, let's touch upon um, the, the two fullbacks. Obviously, they've been instrumental, I would say, in terms of uh, Liverpool in the last few seasons uh, with their attacking play. What, what do you think happen, has happened there? Because we've not seen as much of them going forward this season um, in terms of delivery into the box. It's not been as good. Uh, and, and defensively, they've both been a bit uh, a bit poorer, I would say. Yeah, obviously, Robertson is better defensively than Arnold. Than Trent, um, I think maybe in the back of their mind they're sort of thinking we haven't got Van Dijk there, we haven't got Gomez there to sort of cover them. Mm. So maybe they're sort of thinking already going into the into the games that I've got to sort of be on the back foot here, sort of think about defending from the off because they know the two centre backs they've got there aren't going to be as good as Van Dijk or Gomez. Yeah. Like we said earlier, the speed really helps those two centre-backs sort of coming in and covering. Um, it sort of gives the two full-backs a licence to just push on. and. I also think this season, in. with the amount of games, that Robertson and Trent, Klopp seems to play them week in, week out, without sort of giving them a rest, maybe. Because that rotation, yeah. Have, they, have Liverpool really got the, the backup for those? I mean, kind of Robertson, you know, he... He plays every game. His fitness record is pretty good. Mm. Trent, yeah. I mean, we said about this before, didn't we, Tim, really? Has he got the competition there at Liverpool? Because I guess if he did get injured, you'd have maybe push Gomez to right back or or Milner would slot in or the young the young lad, Neko Williams. But I feel like he's got a bit complacent this season, Trent, and maybe the reason why he's struggling to get in, in that England team. Yeah, I... I, I think we spoke about it the other day. Um, I definitely sort of do what United have done with Luke Shaw. You know, they got that Alex yeah. Tellez in the summer. Yeah. Since he's come in, he's not had a sniff. Luke Shaw's been on it and he's probably been the best left-back in the league and he's definitely now England's best le- left-back above Ben Chilwell for me. Um, yeah, definitely. He just carries the ball forward like, so well, doesn't he? He just drives it defenders and then they're panicking and yeah I think he's class I think we need to do some sort of same model with Trent yeah Liverpool have got a really really good first 11 but what's let them down I would say this season is the backup 
you know, in key yeah. areas as well. Because you look at Man City as an example, yeah. you know, that, that game the other week where they had like Bernardo, Diaz, De Bruyne, Aguero all on the bench. You know, he was able to rest them, change the back yeah. four completely and still have a decent back four that cost over yeah. £100 million. Well, this is it. Their, their second team and, is probably still capable of winning the league, isn't it? Like, it's just crazy. Exactly. Um, their, their B team would, would how, probably how you, get top four. How do you compete with that, you know? Um, I mean, to be fair, in my, from my perspective, like Trent, in my eyes, you know, he, he is England's best right back um, and, and probably will be. Um, it's just whether, like you said, yeah, whether he is, has got too comfortable this season and the you fact say that he's he... better. Would you say he's better at the moment than Kyle Walker, though, in terms of an all-round fullback going I think forward and defensively? Because I probably... think Trent could be better as a midfielder in the, in the future. You look at some yeah. of the goals he scored this season. Yeah. And I, I would say probably passing. not. Probably not, but I think the reason you also say that is because, uh, you know, your Kyle Walker's playing in a team that's winning week in, week out. So you look at his form as well on that. Um, I don't I don't necessarily think he's like a great player. Maybe that's just that that could be a massive uh, curveball. Come at me if you want, guys. But, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't think Walker's that, that great. And he's probably one of City's weakest, weakest defenders in terms of uh, in, the, in those positions. But um yeah, I think maybe yeah, at the moment he's he's probably a bit like Trent, isn't he? Defensively, yeah, but a bit I rash, and he doesn't yeah. get stuck in stuck in like out of position all the time, and he's but he's yeah. covered by that pace, isn't he? You know, and uh, exactly, he gets, yeah. gets out of jail quite a lot of times with with that raw pace. So, uh, I mean, yeah. if he's got it there, then he can use it. Um, but yeah, I would say, in, you know, in, in the next few years, I think Southgate has to look at that and think, hmm, will will Trent be? be the next big thing which we all think he probably will be um but maybe yeah, yeah maybe you're forward, right there. You'd, you'd have to say you know Trent and, and Rhys James going forward for England yeah yeah for sure um but even still like you know Trent and Robbo last season got absolutely ridiculous numbers going forward in terms of goals and assists and it's just not happened this much this season and whether that's the fact of the movement from the strikers as well with Firmino and Mane not being as good I don't know but you know Salah still scored Eight, it was 18 goals this season, maybe so far, and he's still second top goal scorer yeah. at the moment. So, I mean, Liverpool have had a pretty poor season, but he's still scored. So, you would hate to think where they would be if he if he wasn't firing. And it's similar to how we were last season, Nick. If if Aubameyang didn't score those goals for us, where the hell would have we been? So, um, well, probably mid table where we are this season because he hasn't, <laughs> yeah. he hasn't turned yeah. up this season, has he? Unfortunately, very true. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, even still. It's, it's one of those things that you have to look at. And, um, you know, we've touched on that now, Tim, in terms of uh, what Liverpool might need in the summer. Um, because obviously there was a major talk when Van Dijk and Gomez both got injured on uh, sort of Ibrahim Kanate coming in as a central defender. Uh, but they would have obviously had to have got him in January because that's when they needed a defender. But instead, obviously, brought in uh, Kabak instead. Um but yeah, what would you say that they need in terms of uh, in terms of positions for the summer? Uh, obviously, if they want to compete again, should we say with Man City going into next season? Well, obviously, definitely a centre half. I think that Canate is linked again. Okay. Um, for the summer. Yeah. Um, there's talks of Coutinho because um, Barca still owe us sixteen million. So 
they have to pay us 16 million and we take him back sort of thing apparently that's that's in talks so they they pay us to take their player um i would personally i had nothing against him going he obviously is a dream move for any player barca Um, and if if they're gonna if they're gonna pay us to have him back if that's what it sounds like in the papers then yeah definitely take him back definitely well, it's that creative yeah. player that you might have been missing, as you said. So, well, it's another one that you either have Thiago there or Coutinho there. Then it's more depth, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, true. I think we need another centre mid, sort of similar to Henderson, because I, I, he's, I think he's thirty now. Mm. You sort of need to bring in someone that's going to do his sort of role. Mr. Reliable. Whenever the fullback, whenever the fullback bombs forward, if you watch him, he always sits in. You don't have anyone yeah, else in our midfield that, that does that, quite a lot, doesn't which it? is key for the Liverpool way. So we're going to have to get someone that's sort of defensive-minded but can get forward as well. Does Fabinho not do um, that when he's in midfield? No. No. I would have said that. that I have, that's I'd, a job that he would he would potentially do. And then, but essentially, if your two fullbacks push forward, your two centre-half split, and he's not necessarily split, but he's just sitting in as that third, potentially, as that cover. No. I don't think he if you watch him he doesn't he doesn't go and cover the fullback like Henderson does which is why we've struggled since he's been injured we're so yeah, open yeah. at the back yeah um, what I about think in, the, in full... the front three positions as well obviously Jota has come in and he's probably more of a maybe a wide player I, I feel Liverpool are missing a, a traditional I quite like number him down nine. the middle Jota I yeah. quite like Jota down the middle but in terms of a, um, you know a proper goal scorer, I think number nine. Firmino, Firmino's been been very poor by his standards this season. I have yeah, to... I, I think I'd like us to go for. I go mean, on. there's talks of Haaland or Mbappe in there. I don't think we're quite, quite, <laughs> quite got that much money, have we? But no, I mean, no. you'd love to see it, wouldn't you? FSG sort of apologise for the Super League. Squabble by, bring, by bringing and, uh, one of those in, <laughs> yeah, bring bring Brilliant. a big name in, but yeah, I can't see it personally. We don't pay wages like that at Liverpool. I don't think it's going to be like five hundred grand a week, and I don't think Salah's on that, is he? So I think mm. I'd I'd like another winger because Mane has been well off it this season. Surprisingly, he just looks he looks tired. To be fair, um, doesn't look like he's creating. The runs like he used to, or dribbling like he used to. He's sort of really sluggish and slow. Um, don't want to put yeah, you on the spot. Then, I don't want to put you on the spot, Tim. But we need names. <laughs> names. <Whoa. laughs> Who do you want to see as that winger? Because for me, I think you need. I you, like we said, like Firmino hasn't been. He's always been that sort of player that's that's dropped in and likes to link up and those do those little fancy tricks as those Brazilian players do, but. I, I could see, yeah, I know obviously you uh, Sterling left for City, but I could see you having someone like Sterling. I know you won't get him back, but where he can play out wide, but can also play through the middle. Um, yeah, I'd probably get St. Maxman from Newcastle. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's a player. He's, he's a real expensive. talent, isn't he? Yeah. But yeah, that's true. I, I, I think Liverpool have got enough of those type of players. I think they need, if I was. Yeah, in Jurgen Klopp's shoes, I'd be looking at a, a goal scorer, number nine. 
big Ollie Giroud, mate. <laughs> you right? Yeah. Where's the sausage dog? Phoebe wants to face on the sausage dog. I'm on the podcast. Right. Sorry about that, fans. Uh, Tim had a call. <laughs> I declined it three times. Yeah, just to, as you said, Nick, going yeah. back to it, um, it was just a, a classic goal scorer that can can definitely bang the goals in if, if Salah and, and Mane is, aren't really in, in form, I guess, because, uh, yeah, f- as we've said, Firmino's not been great this season. I think so, because there's been, enough goals. in the games I've watched Liverpool this season, they created chances, but they well, just we not... created... It was against I Newcastle. nine? You know, I think yeah, nine, against... yeah, against Newcastle in the first half. But just no one being clinical. Mane and Salah being too, trying to be too clever. Scored one goal. Firmino's been not been informed this season. So I think a, a number nine. I mean, what about Harry Kane, Tim? Oh, that would be a statement <sighs> by, wouldn't it? Um, I don't know. I'm not sure whether he sort of suits our style, but I, I, I'm guessing if you play in striker. And get him to sort of do because he's been under You're Jose. You're telling me was... you wouldn't have Harry Kane in that team <laughs> right now. He's... I mean, that would, wow. that would fire you right back at that table. Because he's work, he's a workhorse, which is why I like Jota because he's always pressing the back line. Yeah. Whereas Firmino used to do that. It sort of looks like he's a bit laxed on that this season and the past seasons. But Firmino, yeah, if you watch his first couple seasons for Liverpool we always used to press the back line and that's why we used to win the ball so high up the pitch yeah that sort of stopped from him whereas Jota sort of carried that on the, f- the first few games before he got injured so yeah I, I, I could see Kane to be fair because he does work hard and he would press the back line and he'd score goals but again I don't think we're going to be able to afford him pay that sort of money yeah no exactly right Tim it's your time to shine with your halftime Timmy teasers. Let me uh, get my questions then. So they're Arsenal based this week. Cool. After obviously getting knocked out of the Europa. Was it last week? Cheers cheers, (laughs) cheers for reminding us. That's all right. Let me just like that. There's obviously lots of talks in the paper. Is Arteta the right man? Um, Who would you take over from Arteta now? You should take over from him, Ooh, or would up. you keep him? Tough question, well, man. You, you want me to, to start? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, to be fair, um, obviously, when Arteta got announced, I thought, yeah, this this could be this could this could work. But I I always thought that was he too young and too naive to have it as his first job? Kind of a bit like Frank Lampard. I know he was at Derby first, but um, you know, it's a big job to take. As, as kind of your first management management role. Um, and obviously, well, we've been proved right to some extent. Um, but at the same time, I don't think he's had the the right backing. But having said that, he has spent the most more money than what Emery did, for example. So um, it's a difficult one. Obviously, I, I, you know, I, I, I give him time in the summer and stuff. And I wanted to see Nagelsmann at Arsenal, but obviously he's not going to Bayern. So that's... Uh, that's not a great statement from me. Um, I mean, we've gone with experience. We've had, we've gone with youth, and neither's really worked. So, I mean, I would like to see someone like Allegri. Um, 
I do really like him as a manager. He's got he's got a set way of playing, just classic Italian manager, you know, just loves loves to play that way. Um and I think he he would do well with us. Um it's just whether again we could attract him, uh, with him obviously being at Juventus before. But I'm not sure. How about you, Nick? Yeah, it's a tricky one. I mean, I would love Brendan Rodgers personally, but I think it would be hard getting him out of Leicester. But yeah. I really like his way of playing, his coaching style. You always hear a lot of players talk really highly of Rodgers. You watch Leicester this season. They're really good with the ball, but they're also really good without the ball. You watch Arsenal this season and they're awful at both. You know, there's always been a... Always, we always said sort of with Arsenal that, you know, they've always been good on the ball, but very poor off it. You know, don't work yeah. hard enough. And Arteta has brought that in a little bit this season in terms of the work rate and the organisation... And I'm all for giving managers time. And he's had, what's he had now, about 18 months? Yeah. Mm. And it has been a funny season. So I guess you, you give him this summer. Hopefully he gets backed. Yeah. He's made he some, good, at... he's made well, some good choices in terms of the players he's, he's moved out in January. The ones, and the ones wages, he's brought in as well. The ones he didn't fancy. He's brought in some good players. Good but he has, made, he has made a couple of cl like clanger decisions. You know, like we look at Saliba in France at the moment. And you think, why why is he not get, being given the chance at Arsenal, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, I mean one thing he has done well is, is he's given the youngsters a chance. Yeah, yeah, for but sure. In games and his, some of his team selections, you know, still picking William, still putting William on as a sub to try and change the game. Like the other night, putting William on and taking, you know, over off. <laughs> I mean, it just, you're just scratching your head at that, aren't you, really? It's just a real tricky one to, to try and understand. But... And he's still learning, isn't he? At the end of the day, he's he's a young manager. It's his first job. But let's let's see how I he does. Give him the let's, summer. See how he starts next yeah. season. Let's see and how he then. does with the summer, and let's see how he does with uh, with the potential return of fans as well, because I think that will pay dividends next season. Um, you know, if we if we're poor for that first bit of the season, he's gone by Christmas uh, with yeah. the fans there, especially as well. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, yeah, those are, that's a good shout with Rogers, to be fair. Personally, I'd I'd give him time. You just got to look at the PE teacher at United. And <laughs> yeah. He's sort of doing all right now, isn't he? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I'd he's had a, time, he's had a yeah. big backing, and he's still he got deadwood some there. Good players. True, he, true. Teta, he's got some deadwood to get rid of. So yeah, I'd definitely give him another sort of it, half a season or a season. Let's see what he does. Mm. Well, I've got well, another got question. Um, I just wanted to know your thoughts on Aubameyang this season, really. Does he go in the summer? He got a big contract last summer. Should you have cashed in? Um, just want to know your thoughts on that, really. Well, looking at it now, you'd say, yeah, we should have cashed in, you know, £50 million. He got his big contract. He seems to have relaxed a little bit. He's had some injury problems, obviously, contracted malaria recently so he's been out of the games had family off-field problems so he's certainly not been you know hitting the heights of last season and he's obviously getting he's not getting any younger either uh, so that's certainly going to be a an issue for Arteta in the summer is with the strikers there's obviously talk of Lacazette maybe moving on um, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Cam, do you think uh, do 
you think we keep you keep Aubameyang, or do you think we need another new number nine? Uh, I mean, I've I've been saying for a while that we've kind of needed needed someone to for that competition aspect. Um, I mean, Lacazette's proved me wrong a bit this season as well. I, I, I've always said that we needed to flog him out, um, maybe even in the summer this year. Uh, but yeah, Bamiang's been a bit, he's been a bit hit and miss, hasn't he? Like, he, kind of how they how they've always been at Arsenal with the strikers. Um, you know, they score a few goals and then they go missing for a few games. You know, but he's a centre forward and he's playing on the left hand side. So even that in itself is a strange decision. Um, I wonder if we've given him a bit like I've heard quite a few people who I know have been saying about um, obviously it being a bit like Ozil and, and it turning into that situation where, you know, we, we're just paying him loads of money now and he doesn't really care. Um, I mean, personally, I think we should keep him because you can see that he can change a game when he's on his, when he's on form and it might just be that he's having a bit of a dip in dip in his form at the moment or, or whatever you know every player has has that don't they uh but you know he has had a quite a poor season from his standards but you know he kind of saved our season last year so we have to look well, at exactly. it in that way and as I think well you would give him a new contract on the back of the end of last season yeah he yep. won scored two of the goals to win us the fa cup he had a good end to the season you would give him a new contract really with you know with a year left but because he's not a young player, there isn't going to be any sort of... Well, this is it as we well. we were to sell him, we're not going to get much back for him. This is it. And we're... yeah, he's on big wages, but he's a, he's a big man, he's a big player, you know, big yeah. personality, he's a captain, who's generally going to be one of the highest paid earners. I think the money kind of side of it, you know, people always kind of, you know, touch on that, don't they? I think with Ozil, it was a bit different because, you know, his attitude was, was poor. He wasn't performing in games, even in training. You know, there's yeah. talk of him not doing it in training either. <clears throat> so, if we can get a couple of couple more seasons out of him, then I'd, I'll obviously take that. Um, and then, you know, we look at sort of embedding someone like Martinelli, potentially Balogun as well now, who's just signed a big deal as well. Um, potentially look at bringing those through as, as our new number nine. Um, but yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because he's on such such big money and you want these instant results, especially with a player of his calibre. But I think you know, in the long term, is it the right thing to do? Um, potentially, if we can get, as I said, one or two seasons out of him, then we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, and then maybe he ret- he'll go to somewhere like America or somewhere like that, you know, to finish his career. Yeah. Over to LA or Florida. Yeah, yeah. and I think with, um, obviously, with the younger strikers we've got coming through, they're obviously talented strikers, but you are going to need an experienced forward player as well. You can't rely on the younger players all the time. I know obviously Saka and Smith-Rowe have been good this season, but you need a good mixture of youth and experience in, in a squad. You look at City, they've got such a nice blend, haven't they? Yeah, they do. Was it that Arsenal loanee that scored against us the other week? It was, mate, yeah. Joe Willock, who's uh, shown, you know, he's, he's got potential. But a lot of his goals have come from the bench. And I don't think he's good enough to start for Arsenal because when he has played for Arsenal before he's not really done it but for Newcastle less pressure he's given Newcastle um, yeah some goals from midfield although having said that Arsenal have obviously struggled for goals from midfield but I don't think Willock's the arse I think we need 
a more experienced player in midfield to go alongside Thomas Partey. Yeah, I agree. He's, he's quite lightweight. And um, it, again, he's a bit raw as well. And obviously he went on loan to, to Newcastle for game time. And uh, as you said, he, he used to be a creative player for Arsenal. And we didn't really see much of him in terms of that, that creativity. So, uh, yeah, it's good for him to be at Newcastle scoring goals. You know, we might be able to get the value up of him and get some more money for him in the summer if we, uh, if we can get rid of him or if Arteta's intentions to play him more next season, then great. But I just think from what we've seen from him being this number 10, it's not really worked and he's been quite poor with certain players around him and he's gone missing in games, as we've said. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I would, I would look, like Nick said, for maybe someone more experienced or someone who's probably got a bit more quality. Yeah, fair enough. He reminds me a bit of... Um... Not the same sort of player, but the sort of situation as such. So Tammy Abraham got to loan him out a few times and mm. see what happens. Yeah, yeah, I think I think someone like Willock and, and Tammy are probably better at clubs where you've got less pressure. I think in terms of being at a top club, you know, being asked to fight for Chelsea, you know, you're relied upon to score week in, week out for Willock, you know, scoring goals, creating goals. It's not. It's not going to happen at this stage. I think we'll no. we'll need maybe a few more loan spells, or yeah, Newcastle potentially will sign him on a permanent deal. It's it's a huge weight on your shoulders at such a young age, you know. And players don't necessarily need that. And I think it's probably better coming through the smaller teams and and up the pyramid than it is actually just coming. I know certain players have done it, but it's probably better that way than it is coming from the better teams because. You know, you've been there, done it, and you've been able to play football for a longer period of time in terms of senior matches. So, um, you know, if he does a good job, then fair play to him. But I think, yeah, as Nick said, I, I'd be potentially looking at selling him in the summer and using the money to get someone a bit better. Tim, yeah, you had one more question, with, didn't you? we linked with a few, haven't we? Yeah, mate. Um, sort of linked in with the last one, but Arsenal have been average all over the pitch, I would say, this season, wouldn't you? Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, I think we need a new eleven. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, what what position do Arsenal need to strengthen the most? Well, we've been caught out at left back when Tierney has been injured because obviously Tierney's been quality when he's played. Yeah, but he's quite injury prone, it seems, and he's uh, obviously missed quite a few games, quite a few key games. And when he doesn't play, the balance of the side. Definitely goes. And in recent games, Arteta's been playing Granit Xhaka at left-back. Hmm. Now, he struggles to tackle in midfield. So, having him at left-back, he was getting done every time against Villarreal. Yeah, the and 1v1. For the one of the goals in the first leg, he just dangles a leg, doesn't even make a tackle. Hmm. So, I would think Arsenal need another good left-back to give Tierney competition. Because Saka played there yesterday... And he was really good. But I mean, Saka, anywhere you play him, yeah, is quality. He's, but he's our you best. want him further up the pitch. You want him creating. You want him scoring yeah, goals. It. You don't he's want our, him at left back necessarily. He's our best winger, so we need him there, really. Yeah. So I think um, another backup left back. I think, as I say, a midfield midfielder to go alongside Partey. Someone yeah. with a bit of uh, a bit of guile, a bit of creativity, goals for midfield. You know, dare I say it, we do miss Aaron Ramsey. Don't yep. you agree? Massive, massive. Yeah, massively, Somebody mate. Somebody um, who has got that experience, but has got that class, that skill, you know, can score goals. Um, 
so yeah, someone in midfield. And also I think obviously an attack as well. I don't think we've there's been some games where we've just we just looked really toothless up front. Hmm. Even though you'd say our attacking players, you know, attacking wise, that's our strength on paper. But it's been the younger players, isn't it, that have you know been the shining lights in yeah, attack. They've, they've I mean Lacazette's had his moments, but yeah, let's see what Martinelli can do in, in next season and stuff when he's got a, a pre-season under his belt. Pepe. <laughs> I know, I, great goal yesterday, but it's too late, isn't it? He's not consistent enough. Certainly not lived up to that price tag yet. Well, that's all he does though, isn't it? Like he'll he'll, uh, he'll score one world here and then we're all like, oh, great goal. That's, his, that's the potential he's got and then he just goes missing, as we say, for three or four games and it's like... Um, but to be fair, uh, as you said, Nick, when Jacques has played left back, I think we've missed him in midfield and we've been quite lightweight in midfield. So I think that, you know, him and Partey could be quite good. But obviously, I'd always be looking at trying to strengthen that uh, with, with a better midfielder next to Partey, who I think obviously is our best midfielder. For whatever reason, it's not worked yet so far because I think at times he's been isolated. He's been injured as well. Um, but, you know, there's talk of Bellerin leaving in the summer. So I think looking at strengthening at right back could be a good option. Um, yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? When, uh, when your team's not performing too well and uh, you need to consider potential players in, in kind of every position, really. Um, yeah, I think there's going to be quite a big, quite a big overhaul. Yeah, I think so. Um, the squad. You know, I, I look a at... A Deadwood to get rid of. I look at our wingers, for example, and I'm, I'm there like, you know, we've got Pepe. Yeah, he probably shouldn't really be starting if you if you think Saka plays in there with uh, Martinelli, say, and we play one of Smith or Odegaard if we sign him on a permanent. Um, yeah, Pepe then comes in, but for 70 mil, he's got to start, you know. Uh, so you look at that as well, and then you look at players that aren't getting a chance, like Inketier and Nelson, who potentially we could flog for, I don't know, 10 mil, 20 mil, maybe if we're lucky. Um, so yeah, we've got to look at that and then potentially you're using that money then and, and buying sensibly and bringing in the right players. So um, there's a lot of talk of players leaving. There's a lot of talk of players staying. The loanees signing permanent deals elsewhere. So I guess we've just got to see what Arteta is capable of. So far, he's bought well, I thought, since, since he's joined. So we'll see what he does. Um, but yeah, I would say definite right back for me and potentially even a midfielder. Um, in bringing someone in there as well. Yeah, I think, and the players we get in, they've got to be of experience and, you know, a good age and of, of quality. I think we've got a good mix of youngsters, you know, good youth system. Yeah, we always will. The, the, the young players that have come in this season have been really good. Mm. So it's just adding adding some more experienced players of, of top quality. So yeah, true to get Arsenal back uh, back on track. No, I fully agree. Anyway, cheers for that, Tim. Nice, some good questions in there. Yeah, um, cheers, Tim. Bo. Sorry, boys. But, um, Nick, moving on to our final bit. Uh, obviously, we've touched upon the whole sort of uh, lineup in terms of defenders, goalkeeper, goalkeepers, defenders, midfielders and attackers in the Premier League this season. So we thought this week that we would touch on uh, some, some standout managers from this season. Um, obviously, it's, there's less to pick from, but... Um, can you can you give us a couple of names maybe that uh, that have uh, that have stood out for you this season? Well, I want to give a, a shout out to David Moyes because I think he's had a lot of stick 
in, in the last sort of few years. Obviously, it didn't work out for him at Man U and a couple of other jobs he's had. It hasn't really worked, but he's gone to West Ham, bought really well. The two Czech lads he's bought in, Sojek and Sufal, the right back, yep. have been really good additions. Obviously, with Lingard as well on a loan deal. It was a very shrewd move. And they've, they've been really consistent. I think the one thing he's missed that he maybe should have done in January is, is get another striker in because they've relied a lot on Antonio. And when Antonio hasn't played, they've not really had that kind of focal point down the middle. And, and in those games, when he's not been playing, they've maybe struggled a little bit. So, yeah, I think David Moyes and West Ham deserve to be, you know, in the European places and some European football at the London Stadium next season. Uh, obviously, I've touched on Rodgers, so I won't necessarily uh, look at Rodgers again. And I think you've got to you've got to give credit to the PE teacher, Ollie Solskjaer, haven't you? <laughs> at the end of the day. He's, before Christmas, there was talk of him potentially getting the sack. United fans up in arms. You know, we want him out. But he's really turned it around. He's obviously as well given some of the younger players a chance, you know, like United have down the, down the years. And um, he's got a bit more out of Pogba in some games. Yeah. Obviously, Fernandez has been, has been quality. And uh, yeah, I think um, if United finished second and won the Europa League, that's not a bad season from where they were before Christmas. Obviously, you know, Manchester United have got to be challenging for the title or Champions League you know, from now on and, and see who they bring in in the summer. But, but Tim, who, who do you think, uh, who's been your um, yeah, manager of the, of the season? Manager of the season? Um, I mean, you look at Pep again, you could give it Pep, couldn't you? Just so consistent, um, compete for every trophy. Um, as a Liverpool fan, I quite like the way Pep sort of takes every competition seriously because I think with Klopp sometimes you sort of see him with the FA Cup and the, the League Cup just sort of put a weak team out a load of youngsters where you, you never sort of see Pep do that he wants to win everything mm. Um, mm. so from winner, that point it? of view yeah just wants to go for everything I mean they were, were they on for the quadruple I think they were weren't they yeah they so were they got, not, not the FA Cup um, so yeah you got to give him credit for that. Um, and they haven't really had a striker, have they? They've sort of played Foden up front some games or sort of just had a false nine, haven't they? And they still yeah. managed to... Yeah, still managed to win win games, which is, yeah, beyond me, really. But it just shows how good a squad they have there. Um, but yeah, yeah, I agree with sure. you, David Moyes. Obviously got a load of stick at United, didn't he? And did he try he went went abroad, didn't he, for a bit, didn't work out as well. Real Sociedad, wasn't so, that? Sociedad, yeah. Yeah. So he's not really got a lot of money or the best squad as well in the league. So fair play to him. What are they fourth at the minute? Fifth? Uh, fair play. Like he's Fifth, done, yeah. done a crack cracking job. He's got got good good performances week in, week out out of average players. Um and then obviously, like you said earlier, Brendan Rodgers as well. He's he's we've always known he's been a 
decent manager because obviously he did it at Liverpool for a fair bit. Can I can I just touch um, on uh, Brendan Rodgers because uh, I think that he's actually really underrated and, and Nick, you've, I know you really like him and you've you've touched on him earlier in the pod, but um, can I just say last summer he bought Wesley Fofana, Timothy Castagna, and he's got Schengers under as well. Um, which in my eyes, you, you look at those three names and think, you know, they're not, they're not, who are, yeah, who, who are, are they? they? Sort of who thing, are yeah. they? But, you know, they've all proven to be very good signings for them. Um, and even but the season before that, they, they signed Tielemans uh, on a permanent deal, uh, Iosi Perez, uh, Dennis Pratt, and I think they also got James Justin as well. Um, and again, it's again, one of those things, I know Tielemans, we, we've known about for a while, but, those four players are all been very good for them again. And I, I think that's just some great business that Leicester have done. And they did it with Kante a few years back as well. Um, and, and, you Mahrez. know, and Mara's as well. So I think you've got to give him a lot of credit with that. Um, and the fact that they've managed to be consistently up there for the last few seasons has been excellent because uh, they could have dipped at any point. Um, and now I think well, they kept Aldevardi as well, which is yeah. Key. And and now I think they've got to be considered as as a top Premier League side, um, and that's credit to him for doing that and uh, you know bringing in through and through those young players. Um, I really want to touch upon uh, Bielsa though. Um, I think obviously Leeds came up last season, um, and we weren't ever sure about how how they would do in the Premier League because they have this way of playing at the Bielsa way. Um, and we know that in the Premier League, it doesn't always work when you come up and you play that way, as we've seen in the past with Norwich and I think Middlesbrough as well at times. Um, and they've actually been really good. Uh, you know, we were expecting them to be quite poor defensively but and struggle to score goals. They have at times, but I think they've been really competitive in, in most of the games that they've played. So um, I think that, again, is a credit to him. And I think another one we have to mention is Dean Smith at Villa. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not giving him the manager of the season by all means, but I'm just mentioning him as someone that's obviously spent quite a lot of money in the summer. Um, obviously, with them staying up, he was able to do that. And I think that the fact that he's now, again, consolidated them as, as, as a mid-table Premier League side, uh, it's is, is been great. You know, they had a great first half of the season and they even beat uh, your, your boys quite comfortably, didn't they, uh, Tim, at the start of the season as well? Um, they did, mate. And, and we had Van Dyke then as well. Yeah, you did, yeah. Um, and I think, you know, you've got to give him a lot of credit that, that the players that he's brought in have been proven championship players, should we say, with Matty Cash and, and uh, Ollie Watkins as well. And I think that they've they've stood up to the challenge and come up and all been very, very good for them. So, yeah, those would be my sort of, my sort of mentions. Um, I don't think there's anyone else, is there? Maybe maybe we should mention two two curl as well. Two shell at Chelsea. He's uh, I was going to say yeah. Since yeah, he's come yeah. In. Thomas Tuchel since he's come since in he's, uh, has he's really turned in, Chelsea yeah. around, doesn't he? He's uh, made them better defensively. Brought the best and, out of those German lads, hasn't he? Yeah, he's got them um, got that winning mentality back. Well, yeah, and that's what Chelsea yeah. missed under Lampard, I guess. So. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a relatively uh, relatively good season for for quite a few sides and I think that we've mentioned quite a few especially the likes of Leicester and West Ham that have that have uh, yeah well more so West Ham that have been renowned for being down there in the, in the previous seasons but David Moyes yeah as you said has turned it around but anyway Timbo 
the mighty Tim Butler. Thanks for coming on tonight, mate. Timbo, um, Timbo. It's been a pleasure. Having All right, you boys, on. enjoyed it. Yeah, chatting yeah, about good, the uh, good chat, good chat. Chatting about the mighty Liverpool, and obviously we'll uh, we'll look to get you back on at some point again because it'd be good to good to get your views on uh, on England and potential with Trent potentially even missing out in the summer maybe but uh, obviously we can dwell into that at some other point um, but Nick as always it's been a pleasure and uh, obviously I'll catch you been a pleasure mate enjoyed that today uh, today boys yeah but uh, thanks yeah, for tuning in week. thanks for tuning in guys and we'll uh, we'll uh, update you with a new episode next week thank you <laughs>